Hello again. In part two of Peter, Fisherman to Fisher of Men, we begin to discuss Peter's struggles during his journey of faith. Now Satan sought to destroy Peter, like he does with all saints. And Christ said he wanted to sift him as wheat. Let us read in Luke 22, verses 20, 31, excuse me, to 32. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, Behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. When we say sift, some might think of cooking. This word means to separate, scatter, or isolate. You see, Satan wanted to separate Peter from Christ and isolate him into darkness so that he would fail. As we just read, Christ prayed on Peter's behalf and served as an intercessor for him to prevent Satan from destroying his son. Satan seeks to destroy us as well. He does everything he can to separate us from God so that we might fail and gain eternal damnation like him. And just as Christ as an intercessor, we also have learned that the Holy Spirit is an intercessor who prays on our behalf, helping us to fight against Satan. Satan is very powerful and knows our strengths and weaknesses. He even knows who God's leaders are and goes out on a full attack to take them down. But despite Satan's power, Christ is much stronger and he stands in the breach for us all. As an intercessor, like the Holy Spirit, he prays to God the Father for all of us so that we can become stronger and saved. Peter humbled and submitted himself to Christ. He knew that he was God, but spiritually, as with all of the apostles, he could be likened to a babe or young child whose teeth had not fully come in. Therefore, he could not fully chew, swallow, and digest the tougher foods that Christ had to offer that would come later. Christ had to feed them milk and break everything down, perhaps to a puree diet, until they grew stronger through the Spirit and were able to tolerate more. Because Peter and the apostles did not always understand Christ, he would periodically become frustrated, just as a parent would become frustrated with a child. In the Bible, we see that Christ spoke very frankly with Peter, perhaps like no other apostle, correcting him when he misspoke or misunderstood his teachings. For example, Jesus prophesied of his death to the apostles. Peter, not understanding the necessity of Christ's death, and under the influence of Satan, rebuked Christ for saying that he would die, stating, This shall not be unto thee. Now what was the Savior's response? Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. This is found in Matthew 16, verse 22 to 24. Now some might say that Christ spoke very harshly to Peter. However, Jesus knew that Satan did not want him to die and resurrect from the grave, and it was important for Peter and the apostles to understand that his death was the will of God the Father. It was indeed a holy act of God and absolutely vital in order for all of us to be saved. Also in St. John 13, Christ teaches the apostles about the sacrament of foot washing, Peter, knowing that Christ was his master, initially refused for Jesus to wash his feet. He felt it was too lowly of an act for Christ to perform for him, to which Jesus responded, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part of me. It is not a surprise 
that Peter then asked Christ to wash not only his feet, but his hands and head. He, of course, wanted to be a part of Christ. You see, Peter did not fully understand the spiritual meaning behind foot washing and instead focused on the physical act in itself. But we have learned that when we wash our brothers and sisters' feet, the water we use symbolizes the cleansing by the word of God. Remember the way that we walk is how we live our lives, and our feet must be shod with the gospel of peace, which is the word. Moreover, a person whose feet are spiritually washed are walking perfectly before God and is clean every whit, as Christ so said. Like each of us in this room, Peter initially struggled with his faith, with the crutch of fear and uncertainty holding him back. Recall when the apostles saw Christ walking on the sea. They were terrified, thinking him to be some kind of spirit. Jesus told them not to be afraid, announcing that it was him, their savior and master. It was Peter who asked the Lord to bid him to come out into the water to walk towards him. Indeed, Peter did walk on water, but as the winds became boisterous, he became fearful, began to sink and cry for the Lord to rescue him. Christ reached out his hand to Peter and stated, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Recall that faith is a fruit of the Spirit and spiritual gift given to us by the Holy Spirit. Looking at this scripture, how can you relate this to your own personal experience? When we walk towards God, the boisterous winds can be compared to our trials and tribulations we face or the wicked forces of Satan that try to knock us down. It can cause us to be fearful. We may feel like we are losing control, that we are sinking and soon will drown. The fear may further paralyze us and prevent us from doing all that we can for the Lord because we want to avoid the difficulty and struggles. But through faith, we do not doubt that God is with us. He will in fact rebuke the winds and say, peace be still. He will stretch his hand out and pull us out of the turbulent waters. He will help us to continue walking towards him until we reach the shore where there is safety, peace, and God's light shining on us. There were times that Peter's emotions got the best of him. We can all testify to this. Let's talk more about the emotions of fear and anger. When the high priests and elders came to take Jesus, Peter reacted in anger and sought to defend his master. So what did he do? He took a sword and cut off the right ear of one of the servants of the high priest. Now what was so amazing is that God picked up this servant's ear and healed it. Though this man, along with the others, sought to kill him, he then commanded Peter to put up his sword, reminding him that he had the power to pray for twelve legions of angels to save him, but he would not do so. Why? Because the scriptures had to be fulfilled, meaning the scriptures that prophesied of his death. We know that fear can be so crippling in everyday life, particularly as it pertains to our faith. Peter truly believed in Christ and told him that he would follow him into prison and to death. But we know that the Holy Spirit had not brought Peter or the other apostles into full spiritual maturity, meaning they had not been born again. Christ told Peter that he would deny him three times before the cock would crow twice. Now, when they had taken Christ into custody, Peter had followed afar off. He was terrified. They had taken his Lord and Savior, and he was afraid of what would happen to him. Flesh indeed had taken over the spirit. 
As prophesied by God, there were three separate occasions that people recognized and stated that Peter was a follower of Jesus, and each of those times, Peter denied Jesus, becoming more adamant in his response. Upon the last time he denied, the cock crew, and Peter remembered the words that Christ said unto him. Not only that, Christ looked and turned upon Peter, and at that moment, Peter experienced godly sorrow and wept bitterly for what he had done. We may not have been faced with that exact situation, but I'm sure we can all relate in some way. Think about it. When you transgress against the laws of God, you are denying Christ and his principles. When you modify the way you speak about God so as not to offend or to make it more appealing to others, you are denying Christ. When you place your loved ones above God, you are denying Christ, his just due. But when we read the Bible with our eyes clear and our hearts ready to receive it, like we are looking at the face of Christ, the Holy Spirit will further help us to remember and understand the laws. He will enable us to take our actions and measure it against the laws. When we see that we have fallen short, this will prick our hearts. It will cause us to feel godly sorrow and to weep bitterly for our sins. This process is necessary in order for us to repent and leave our old ways behind. Though Peter may have made mistakes, though he did not always understand, Christ's word he humbled himself to Jesus. He immediately followed him, giving up his family and his job. Most people cannot say they have sacrificed as Peter did. After Jesus resurrected and visited the apostles, he commanded Peter to feed his sheep. Three times he stated this to him. We also know that when Peter, along with the other apostles, received the Holy Ghost, he was stronger than ever. He stood before the people without hesitation or fear and spoke like he never did before. God specifically chose Peter to be a leader amongst the apostles as well as his church. And so, his exploits and the sacrifices he made are a sweet savor unto the Lord and are a testament of his faith. He indeed drank of his cup of Christ. We know that this great patriarch was eventually killed, as so was prophesied by Christ. But God never forgets the works and sacrifices of his saints. For in the Bible, it states that the apostles will sit on the twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Not only that, but an apostle's name is to be written on each of the twelve foundations of the wall of Jerusalem. So through sacrifice, there is great reward. Let God be with you all. Amen.